podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And we're on. And we've got uh, Pamela Monroe. Uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, for anybody that doesn't know Pamela's story, uh, Pamela lost her daughter two years ago to uh, an evil man. Um, and I just think, it's, I just really appreciate you coming on because I know you've never done a story or really spoke to anybody, but I think people actually need to hear what you've went through and even people trolling you through the internet. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, it's been a nightmare. A lot of posts. There's a lot of abuse. Um, more so now. At the beginning, you get a lot of trolls, but you get a lot of abuse for actual people now. They kind of text, like, mails you on Facebook. And I just think they think you don't have feelings and things don't matter. Mm-hmm. But obviously, going through something like that, it's, it is fucking heartbreaking. But is it fake profiles? You get some fake profiles and you can tell the difference because... Like, there's nothing on them, but then there is ones that are for people that just think they can say what they like and we're not going to read it. But then if I see it, I do comment and say, like, you don't know me, so how dare you stand there and and speak about me? But they never answer. Is it people you know? No. This is what people do. It's all, you get the keyboard warriors and this is, and I've got comedian pals who always get trolled and you kind of get that, but for somebody who's been through what you've been through and to get that, it's, that's low lives, man. That's fucking scum of the earth. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it's uh, pages two year anniversary this year, this week. Uh, it was a Monday. Mm-hmm. The police warned us, they told us, they said you'll get trolled for years and every time you do something, people have something to say about it, so just be prepared. So we did have that knowledge that it would happen, so we, I kind of tried to mentally prepare myself, but sometimes it's hard to just ignore. It is hard because I said in the podcast last week, I've got a lot of positives, but as soon as I get that one negative... I'm right on that page, man. I want, to, I want to fucking speak to them, man. Because I know they're shite bags. It's, in my opinion, it's just somebody sitting in a house with a big nap eating a big packet of Doritos just looking for somebody to hate. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I just can't believe for your circumstances that people can do that, man. I think it's fucking... It's really low, man. That's it's bad. Especially like, this week. Like, people should kind of maybe think and realise. Well, it was, it was last week. Some There was a big thing and a lot was getting said and... I was like, well, what are you going to say next week? Because the papers will print that it's Paige's anniversary and he's going to get his abuse then. I don't think they realise as well. I've got a 12-year-old wee boy that reads it. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he can go onto the internet and see these stories and he'll say, why are these people saying these things about you, Mum? Because mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking for them because you've got another four kids, haven't you? Uh-huh. Um, how's the papers been? The press and... <laughs> a nightmare as well. They mm-hmm. just, they don't leave you alone, like... They chap your door and, my, as I say, my kids answer the door and they'll say, Mom, they can tell the difference if it's somebody just wanting me or if it's a reporter. Mm-hmm. So they, my wee boy's getting to the stage, he's kind of like, no, my mum's not in, go away. And he shouldn't let the 12-year-old have to do that. He should just be able to answer his door. I know, but that's the press for you. They don't sell stories unless it's negative and take things out of context and twist it. That's where they, they sell their stories. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I, know. I, I know. it's anything you feel uncomfortable, man, just say, but... No, I'm alright. Uh, the first time that you see, obviously the, for anybody that knows the story, the first time that you'd heard on that when Paige, get to, where were you? Where? 
when I heard, heard that it news. was her, so Paige when Paige disappeared I didn't know obviously that she was missing like I had took my wee girl to dancing as usual and um, Paige goes to her work and like she would message me but she stayed with her friend the night before and I just assumed when she had the message that she didn't have her charger and I thought I'll hear for her after work but it was her wee boyfriend that phoned her work and said this Paige there I've no heard for her and they said she never made her work like so that's when, as soon as I knew that she was near her work, I knew something was up because she doesn't let anybody down. Mm-hmm. Um, when a body was found, I was in my house with the police. The police were going to, when a pe- person goes missing, they're, they're missing for so long and then they do this big meeting with inspectors and things and then they search your house. Um, so they were in mines taking statements for me and my husband. I was upstairs and my husband was down the stairs, but then they just stopped the interview like the statements um, and they wouldn't tell us why they, they kind of didn't know why they just had a message on the radio and went outside to hear it then my phone went and it was my sister-in-law to say a body had been found um, then we, the police said it was maybe a 20 year old girl and I was like can't be Paige because she's she's tiny she doesn't look 20 you couldn't mistake her for a 20 year old but I, I, knew. I knew I knew on the Saturday night that something had happened to her because she hadn't contacted me but then when you hear it on the Monday that body's been found, like, and it's like five minutes over the back for us. I was like, it's got to be her. Um, nice, yeah. But they wouldn't tell us. We were not allowed to identify her the next day, and there was a few people missing. Um, one was a blonde and two brunettes. Paige had brown hair at that time. So I said, it's not the blonde girl because you wouldn't be at my door. I, I said, so when it if the other person shows up with the brown hair, then it's Paige. But they try and get you to think positive and things. But as a parent, it's your worst nightmare. So you 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 always go through everything. And I think it was about half past ten that night. The other wee girl showed up, and mm-hmm. I was like, I know it's definitely her. But got feeling. Uh-huh. I as I say, I knew on the Saturday night. I kept saying to everybody, something's up where something's happened. You are going to need to prepare yourself. And they're like, No, no, she'll show up. But just totally out of character. Totally. So see. Where the shop, that guy worked in that shop, where did, uh, did you know him? Just, I didn't know his name. I actually didn't even know he stayed in Whitecrook, um, let alone across the road for the, where the daily was. I um, used to go in quite a lot, not every day, but I'd put my wee girl into nursery and I'd I'd go in and get my, my roll in the morning. Because and... I know you've put, would you ever face, face him? Mm-hmm. Would you? Uh-huh. But shite bags like that, do you oh, think? Oh, no, no, I've wrote to him. Um, uh, I don't know how to get him to write. He's not going to write back to me. He's not going to accept a visit. I've, I've made it clear for day one. I'd, I'd visit him and face him. And everybody says it won't achieve anything, but it'll, it can, uh, it'll help me. Is that trying to get some closure? I think so. It's 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 hard to explain. Like, I wouldn't have thought that's how I'd have dealt with things, but I just think I'd love to look him in the eye and say why. Like, mm-hmm. don't... He obviously gave an excuse that Paige blackmailed him and a lot of rubbish. She, she didn't have that. Everybody that knew Paige knew she had a job anyway, but like she didn't. She just didn't have any malice in her at all. She wouldn't do it. But I'd like to hear. I, I, I myself, I think that he's tried something with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Paige, like she's got morals. She mm-hmm. would have. De- she would have been disgusted, and I think that's it's laid for that. And she just not get back out of the shop. I know it's uh, how how's the police and that been with you? How have they treated you? Amazing, Good. amazing. Like at first, I was really really worried, but 
about letting police into my house and things, I'm like, oh god, they're going to be horrible, and they're going to, especially before he get arrested, I was like, they're going to start wanting to question us, but never once. Ah, um, the early zone officers were amazing. Like Maureen and, and Shona, they were brilliant. They were, they worked. They, they didn't sleep. They were there all the time. Twenty four seven. Ah, good man. It's just because I know he's had his sentence reduced as well. Ah. Uh-huh. How do you, obviously you're going to be fucking pissed off about that? There's people who there who do less. I know. They get more than was it twenty seven to twenty three years. He got originally he got thirty years, but because he pleaded guilty, they took three years off. So it took it to twenty seven. Then he appealed it, and they. Quashed the full sentence and done it again. It was ended up with twenty three years, so he's done two. And it's not that for him to appeal that it fucking digs it all back up for you to mm-hmm. go through papers, to go through the news. Well, his appeal was two days before Christmas, our first Christmas without Paige. Aye. Um. So and then they left us. They never gave an answer in court that day. They said they had to go away and think about it. And oh, it was it was things they were comparing Paige's murder to. It was. It was she, She's a wee girl. They weren't taking into consideration she was a wee girl and what she endured. It was every murder's horrific, like n- no matter what. And, um, but she, at the end of the day, she was a wee girl, and the, she, she, the papers will say she was stabbed like one hundred twenty-six times or something like that. But she was she stabbed a lot more, and she was stabbed with more than just a knife. There was a couple of weapons. Fucking hell! But because he pleaded guilty, it was read out in court. So. Do you think that's why he pleaded guilty so it wasn't to hide many of that evidence? Why should why is that not been read out by what that should be? You get things took off your, your charges and things when you you plead oh. guilty. Um I didn't know that, but I wasn't happy about it. But I, I genuinely believed that it wouldn't have mattered. I genuinely thought it's it's not going to make a difference. But he's done, he's going to they're going to make an example of him. And Lady Ray, the judge, the first judge, she she tried to. Um, gave him the maximum that she could give him. Like, what is that, 35? No, I don't think you even get that here. Like in England, you can get a like, whole, like, he would have had a whole life order mm-hmm. in England. Like, but here, you, they don't really get that out. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, when I, we've been speaking a lot of weeks because uh, Pamela's running a charity, Pages Ball charity event in the Hilton. Um, when I speak to you, man, I see amazing strength. And I know we're talking. People look at you because people forget, man, you've got another four kids. Mm-hmm. So you need to be strong. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I know it's hard and people point fingers, but and try and everybody wants to see people doing and fucking negative. But you've got a lot of strength, man, even coming on here. And I see a lot of strength in you and you can be a voice for people who go through the same stuff. I'm 34. I've been to 33 funerals. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And only four of them have been through natural causes. The rest have been through... Uh, murder, suicide, overdose, cancer. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's easy to, for me, I had the drink and the drugs for years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To to hide it all and to bottle it all up. Because I don't want to face reality. It's... So when you admit it for yourself, man, I think you can be the voice for people who's going through these circumstances to... Because you can go suicidal. You can... Oh, definitely. What about, did you ever drink? Or... No, uh-huh. no. I've got a great support. My family have been amazing. Um, when Paige died, they were there night and day. Like, and there are they text me all the time. Like when they can't be there, and even now two years down the line, they're still there by my side. And like, I'm lucky. Not everybody's got that support. And when we decided to set Paige's promise up, I was like, "There's people out there that don't have this. There's people that could 
actually go and hurt themselves or, like you say, hit the drink or drugs or whatever. And it's it's no fair. It's people shouldn't have have to go through that. So we we obviously do things like retreats and stuff like that to try and get families away to take their minds mm-hmm. off it. Make them see that they can meet other people that's going through the same circumstances because it's not just for murder. Pages promises for any sudden death. Mm-hmm. Does the papers ever print any about that? No, no. There may be a paragraph. Um, mm-hmm. The Clybank Post, when we, they were great, actually, they they printed what we'd say. Um, what we gave permission for. So, like when we set up the self defence classes, they said, "Can they write about it?" And we'd say, "Yeah, that's fine," because. It lets people know that they can t- take their kids to these classes and, and get the, the benefit of it, but um, they never printed anything. At the beginning, I suppose, they, they would print about, obviously, what happened and things, but then after Paige was buried and things, they, they kind of came and they said, we don't want to go against you, and uh, they knew we would never give a story, and they never asked us for one, but they did kind of do a lot on Paige's promise, but that's that's only kind of paper that did. Would you ever... So, so the newspapers now obviously came to your door... They they take things out of context, do you know what I mean? And they uh-huh. twist things and that's why I'm glad you came on to see show people that what you went through is you couldn't wish that upon your worst enemy, man. And no. like I say, I see to do all that positive stuff and you're two year in, do you know what I mean? It's still even it's still fresh and you mm-hmm. will get people saying, Oh, time's a healer and everything will be fine. But mm-hmm. realistically, man, no. It fucks with your mindset and a time's definitely not a healer. You adapt your life to live without that person. You accept but it. It's not a healer. She's never going to come back. She's never going to be here. And we need to live with that every day. But we, I try and be positive and like say, say to my kids, like, oh, she's all around you and just everything. Like, we, well, if there's a white feather, I'll say, oh, that's your sister. Or a rainbow appears, we'll say, there's your sister. And they've they've learned to accept, like, these wee signs come for their, their, their big sister. So, like, even my wee boy was three months and so he didn't really know Paige, but he'll point Paige out in pictures. He can see her name and say, that's my big sister. She's in heaven. She's an angel. So, like, she, they get to... We've kept her alive in our house. We don't... She's not a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing to do because they're always... They're a piece of you, man, which is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of blanket out and forget, but I think that would just create... When you suppress all your feelings and emotions, I think that would just create... Mm-hmm. an explosion eventually and then you'd end up having a meltdown do you know what I mean and it's good that you've never went on the drink or went off the route because you have got an R4 kids and now you're doing all your charity work and you're helping other of these people to talk and open up man I think I've got nothing but respect for you man and I think it's good that you've come on here today man and I honestly it's, I really appreciate it it's, to tell your story man I think it's it's, mm-hmm. it's fucking great people need to hear and show that no matter what you go through, you can still be a, a light for other people, man. And, and I've said that before, you're going to be a voice for other people to help change their life and speak to other people. And it's people handle things differently. Like mm-hmm. I say, man, when oh. bad shit happens to me, man, I go missing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to face it. I can't face it. And for you to, to handle it the way you have, man, it, it shows massive strength. But people don't like to see strength mm-hmm. because they're all weak. So they want to point fingers and blame it. I've kind of noticed that myself. Like, People tell me I shouldn't be strong, and I, I don't go. I don't go out my way to say I'm going to be this big strong person because there is obviously there's times where I'm myself and I do sit and cry and I do miss my wee girl and she was my best my best pal. Like there's nobody ever could take Paige's place, and 
it, it's just hard for see to read people saying, oh, like she's she's managed to get over her. She had another baby. I did have another baby, but I was always having another baby. Like I've got a big family. I'm I'm not going to put that in hold. I'm st- I've still got the same rights as everybody else. Why should mm. I not have a baby if I want one? I can't, was need to replace her. I, I just can't understand people's mindsets. What gives anybody the fucking right to point fingers and try to look into everybody else's lives? I know. Do you know what I mean? It's these people, are, and I'm saying this, man. You use people are the biggest fucking shite bags and cowards out there. The, but they comment in everybody's uh-huh. stories. It's not just like one about Paige. Like I've, I've learned the names. I'm like, there's that one at it again, that one at it again. And it just must be their daily routine. They go through the papers and just give everybody hell. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching, fuckers, come see me. Because <laughs> uh, I know, and I, I, I was speaking earlier and you were saying that Paige got a lot of abuse in that at school. Mm-hmm. Bullied and stuff as well uh-huh. through our school. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That, that must have been tough as well. Paige was small, so she was an easy target. Like she was everybody's best pal, but at the same time, people had something to say about her, and she was just so quiet. Like she stood, did stand up for herself. Like, she, but I, I just kept saying, Paige, if something happens to you, one of them go to hit you, you don't stand a chance, and you'd get her to try and stand up for herself. But I just went kind of a bit like a crazy mummy at times. But it's your, as you do. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? It's your baby, man. It's. Uh, I can't imagine. What you've went through, man, like I, I keep saying it, man, you've got nothing but strength, man. And like I, I wouldn't want any day to ever go through what we've been through. It's uh, n- losing page, burying page, identifying page. Did you I have would, to go and view the body? We identify page, I had to do it with a screen. It was, they, they put a screen on here. Um, I didn't, when I identified her, I didn't see the extent of her injuries because they kind of tilted her head to the side just to kind of, because her injuries were all one-sided, just in the left-hand side there her face and head and neck. So they tilted her, but she just looked dead peaceful. She looked as if she just stepped out the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember saying to them, you don't need to draw her eyebrows in. And everybody's like, you can't think about her eyebrows, but I'm like, she'll be raging. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I kept saying it for days. I'm like, have you fixed her eyebrows? Have you fixed it? And they're like, don't worry about her eyebrows. And even I thought I was going to have an open coffin, never got one. And I'm like, actually, needs to get her eyebrows done for the open coffin. And, they're like, is that all you're worrying about? I say, because she'll be worrying about them. Can I think? She'll have her eyebrows. I, I, they were <laughs> a mess at times, but she wouldn't go out the door without her eyebrows. She plucked them into a wee tiny thin line. Mm. And we used to say, you can't do that. But she didn't care. She drew them in like pure thick. And when I look back at pictures now, I think they're not as bad as I used to see here, like mm. in the pictures. But at the time, I'd be like, you're not going out the door like that. <laughs> what made you for the Halton? So what's the day at the 14th? Uh-huh. And I'm doing a comedy gig here as well, so... Tune in. Uh, where can we get the tickets? Pages Promise UK at yahoo.com. Mm. Good. Is uh, What's the capacity we've got? 400, 500? Hilton can hold up to like 650, but that's kind of a lot. So we're capacity on our 50 stage, so... So there's still tickets left, man, for anybody listening, watching, man. Get the tickets, but it's going to be a good night. Be we've great. got Susie Maguire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zander Nation. George Bowie. Uh, George Bowie. Mm-hmm. Lovely um, guys, man. You. Me. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, Jane Henderson singing. I know Jane, she's a great so, singer. She uh, sang at my dad's funeral. Oh, did she? <laughs> Aye. It was, um, it's Mac Events that actually put us on to her and um, said she was great. So. She has some singer. So what's your plans for the future? Or have you got any plans? Are you just taking it day by day? Or? Just take it a day at a time. it is. I, I, I'm strong just now and I'm getting through the day now. I don't know what I'm going to be like this time next year or the year after. So I just... Live by the day. Do you think you're still bottling a lot of stuff up? I don't know. I'm, I'm not good with 
feelings. Uh huh. Uh, I'm no good. Like you just greet yourself and nobody's there. You. Uh, See, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book now. My holidays greet. And I kind of get embarrassed. <laughs> I don't. I'm off. I greet all the time. I don't like to in front of people. Like even like my sisters and that. That they'd say to me, "You were right, and I'm like, "I'm fine." And that's mm-hmm. that's that. Like, mm-hmm. if, did you ever speak to anybody, psychologists, doctors? No. Did they never put anybody on you? No, they said I could. Don't get me wrong. See, when they came, they said there's been a body find. The first thing they offer you is Valium. <laughs> like, do you need any Valium? You're like just numbs your pain. No, I don't. I'm I'm fine. I've got my family, but I think that's just to try and get you to kind of go for a sleep and things like that. But yeah. I, I was like, no, I'm I'm fine, and I managed to go and get a sleep and eat. And I was telling myself I needed to, but oh gosh, as I say, I've got a great supporting about me and if I did need to speak which I generally don't I, I have people to speak to no. I wouldn't like to speak to a, like a professional counsellor person mm-hmm. it's no. not for me they dig too much man I, I, I'm still I think I still need to go and speak to somebody but I'm too scared man to for them to dig mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because I portray myself as happy and uh, loud and daft but again that's, that's just a wee act to to smother everything, do you I know. know what I mean? And I, I suppose I, I put a smile on my face every day. It doesn't mean I'm happy. I just do it for it needs to be done. Because mm-hmm. you were saying you were in the tune, you were out for a drink and somebody was trying to video you. Mm-hmm. What do you try to video you for? I don't know. Maybe to see me drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. People think that... Sell they it could, the paper. Well, I, I wouldn't have thought that papers would be interested in like that, but the papers seem to be interested in everything. Like me falling pregnant. I'm like, that's really no news. Like there is... Things happening in the world that should be in the news, but no, me being pregnant or me being out having a drink or me arguing with somebody. It's like that's what they want to see, but they want to see you arguing. They want to see the the dramas and stuff. That's what sells. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The people want to see people falling flat in their face, no matter their stories or what. There's no sympathy with some people. There's no. They don't give a fuck. No, because the reason why is because their lives are miserable. They want everybody else's miserable. You, people want to see you miserable. People want to see you depressed. People want to see you lying down, fighting and pushing all the streets. Do you know what I mean? That's I what know. they want to see because it makes them feel good about their life. I just think if I'd done that, I'd embarrass my kids for a start. I'd embarrass Paige. She'd be absolutely mortified. And I just I just wouldn't do it myself. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't even give anybody the papers of satisfaction. And I, I, I refuse to let Paige's death dictate our life. So mm-hmm. I would... I'm not getting people what they like. And I think that's a great way to look at things, man. Because I know it was the two-year anniversary on Monday you were away for, for was it five days? Uh-huh. At Centre Parts? Centre Parts. Where is that? Penrith. Scotland. I don't know, is that Scotland? No, it's Where England. Where is Penrith? England. Is it Cumbria? Cumbria. No, I think so. Is it good? We go, well, the year before Paige died was the first year we went. We booked it for the May and Paige's mate would come, but obviously she died in the March. So we still went and took the kids. We thought it gets the same kind of time out and people wouldn't recognise as people did. But down there, centre parts is kind of like a dead outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nobody bothers you. Like, How's the kids been? I, obviously I've got a baby. She's She doesn't know. Lucas doesn't know either. He's two. Peyton was four and... Everybody's like, can I tell her what happened? And I was kind of, well, I can, but I, I listened to everybody and I never, I told her that she fell and bumped her head and she went into nursery and came back and said, Mum, you're a liar. You told me Paige bumped her head. She was stabbed. I'm like, who even told, who told you that? She's like, oh, my, my friend in nursery knows. She says she was stabbed on her doorstep. And I'm like, no. Age at four? At four in nursery. And I'm like, 
no. And I'm like, right, well, I never lied to you. I says, I just, I, I didn't want to scare you. And I said to her, a bad man did hurt her. Um, he's away to prison and it, does that worry you? And she's like, no, that's fine, as long as I know. Because we didn't tell her Paige, was that, Paige died until after we buried her. So that was a month. Paige died in March. We didn't bury Paige to the 20th of April. Um, so she didn't know where Paige was. She didn't know anything had happened to her. We actually took her up to Paige's grave and said, this is where Paige stays now. And she's all confused. She's like, under the ground? Like, what do you mean? And so she dealt with it great. Like, she asks you a lot. Like, she, can I see a picture of the murderer? Like, she'll talk about the murderer all the time. And she'll be like, oh, he sells the rolls and, and stuff like that. But she she's kind of like me, faces it kind of head on. She's no, a, she doesn't cry much. My wee boy, he's older. So he was 10 He's 12 now, he was, he took it quite bad, but he dealt with it great. He dealt with it really good. I thought, I thought it would have broke him, but then I think because we all held it together, it held him together because he, he, they copy you, didn't they? Like, if, if I was lying in my bed, he'd be lying next to me. So the fact that I was getting up and my husband was getting up and we were getting out every day and make sure the kids were doing stuff, getting to school, because I didn't let them have time off school. I made sure they still went to the school and... Um, if they were having a bad day and wanted to come home, that was fine. But I just thought, just keep the routine. But my wee boy, he misses his sister. They'd done everything. She was like a second mum to him. How's other people at schools that being with the kids? Brilliant. Have they? Really, really good to her. Um, uh, Andrew, like they were, they would send him cards and um, the school kind of shut down for a day or whatever, and they were just done. Um, like fun things they did they do school work and stuff like that they, they were really really good with them mm. they, they struggled Andrew's school struggled because they'd never never dealt with anything like that before so they didn't know how to um, but they, they dealt with it best they could because another thing I want to clear up because the papers were writing that there was a relationship and blah 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 but he's that guy in uh, Page. Page and obviously he clarified that it was nay no or that, do you know what I mean? I had, I, the, the papers had wrote that. I mean, even, like, people running about us were saying, oh, I heard she was seeing him, and I'm like, well, see if you heard you, she was seeing him. Why did you not tell me, like, before he killed her? Like, surely, God, you would have said, should that be last seen seen that guy in the day? We'll tell her, mum, because everybody running about White Crook obviously know each other. It's it's like any kind of wee scheme. Small place, but it was no emails, no texts. No emails, no texts. There was nothing text. to confirm that there'd been any communication. The police had to investigate it because they look for reason, really. Um, and they had to kind of go look through emails, any social media, any ir irregularity, run about the shop and stuff. And she, she was always just in and out. She got a role every morning and out and went to work. So there was no, it was she hung about there trying to get a hold of him and they said there was nothing to suggest otherwise. And the papers never printed that? No. No. They yeah. just print what's... What sells. Mm -hmm. What awesome. sells, aye, so... There was loads. It was like, Paige is pregnant, and I'm like, she said, had a post-mortem, I think we would know she was pregnant. It's, she, Did you just get all that sorted? Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. I know you met a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. Did you go... Was, was it in Glasgow again, or...? I've been to a couple. I've been to quite a few, but when I was in, I was down in England and we seen, I don't even know her name, Sharon, I think it's Sharon, but... Sharon from England. Sharon. Um, and she was great. Like, I didn't go actually to see her. It was a floor show and she kept coming up to me and saying there's something. She kept giving me the cards and you take the cards back and then give me them and take them back and eventually she asked me to stay 
behind and she says, I don't know why. She says, but I just need to see you. And uh, she, she told me loads, but she told me about Paige being wrapped in bin bags and in the boot of a car. And the, I didn't hear this for the police. But at that point, I thought, she's havering. That's, I don't know if that had happened. The police surely would have told me. I didn't realise they weren't allowed because obviously court and things. But when it came up to court... Like, I, I seen the CCTV, like actually, I seen him carrying Paige in the black bags. Um, that wasn't released, obviously, to the public, but I, I seen that myself. And she, she told me about her foot hanging, because Paige's foot was hanging out the black bags, and she told me, she told me everything. So I keep saying I'm going to go back and get a full proper reading wear. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I don't really know what to say to that. Again, man, I just think... You're a big fucking bundle of strength, man. Is when I try to speak to you, try to help you, you're actually fucking helping me, man. With your your positivity and your the way you can handle these situations, man. And for anybody listening that's kind of going through that stuff, man, what would you say? What advice would you give them? Just face everything head on. Don't don't bottle it all up. But mm -hmm. I, obviously, I don't talk about feelings and stuff like that. But I did face everything on and everything. I was just like, no, I need to know like the the worst. I, I, the worst. Once you know the worst, it can't get any worse. Mm. So I always wanted to never do like my family used to struggle with the fact that I'd want to know these things. But I just think it's my wee girl, and I need to. I need to know what she's been through, what's happened, and if you're able to listen to the, the bad mm. stuff, then it helps you. Do you, do you forgive him? No. Hatred still. Mm -hmm. My. I'll never forgive you, him. You'll never, never get away with that. No. No. no, he's like he's never even tried to apologise or like he was right in front of me in court. He could have made eye contact. He was just there was no remorse at all. Like so that's a sign of coward. None that's at all. That's a sign of fucking coward. I know, and it would have been so easy for me to try and jump at him or like, and I thought I'm not even getting him the satisfaction of that because it would be in the papers again. And did it cross your mind? Ah, there was a a lot of police presence there. Yeah. The full courtroom had police right run everybody because we had a full courtroom like with family, and I don't I've never seen that. That's the only time I've been in a courtroom. But people that were there that's been in courtrooms before have said they've never seen that amount of police presence. It was to protect him. In case we there was a lot, a lot of men there, and men uh, men want to protect the family, the family, but um, emotions are high and. If the as a if Polish one there, there's a good chance mm -hmm. it would have got jumped. That's, like I say, man, I warned. I did warn everybody. I was like, he's better known by his page. Respectable. I, I I just kept thinking, no, on Barry's page, page wouldn't want you to do. You'll get into trouble, and then we look like the badgins. So don't do it. Although I, I did cross your mind. My, me and my husband actually say to each other in the courtroom, how easy would it be? to jump there, yeah. but we're like, don't, just don't. How many letters have you wrote to him? I've wrote a couple, but I've only sent one. Um, I've thought about sending one to his lawyer and hopefully he could pass it on, but nah. I don't think he would either. But then, you never know, but I don't think people like that, they, they don't want to face reality. There's, they're cowards, man. They're no. Fucking idiot scum of the earth. Um, but I think how brave you are, man. I, I've never seen somebody so fucking brave. Honestly, man. And... It's, it's hard to describe, man. And people, I'm glad that people can see how, for what you've been through, man, and to show that courage and strength and to be a mother, to lead 
your other four kids because it's easy to hit the drinker and then your other kids will follow suit. Mm-hmm. But for you to use that strength and channel that, because I've said it before, where your focus goes, energy flows, you're trying to focus it into positive stuff and help other people. And it's not only going to benefit yourself, but your kids as well, you'll see, is strength. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to have bad days. There's always going to be bad shit, bad thoughts every single day, man. But the way you're dealing with it, man, I've never seen anybody as strong as you, man. So you should be fucking proud of what you've been through, man. And I've got nothing but respect for you. And for people watching this, man, they'll feel the exact same. So they will. And I think the way the papers have betrayed you, I think it's it's wrong. Especially you've been in the papers two or three times this week. Do you know what I mean? I know. Because, I mean, I get accused of getting paid for all these stories that they print. And I'm like, I've never been paid for anything. Like... Mm. Because you've never done a story. I don't do stories. I've I've mm-hmm. spoke about um, him getting an appeal and how it's. I think it's wrong, and I think like I went on to Key Adams show to do that kind of thing. But I don't give stories on. I'll, I'll never give a story on page like to the papers. I'm just. Because somebody was writing about oh she's been nine eight holidays. Eight holidays. It, it, when they fucking matter if you've been fifty nine holidays, I think you deserve it. I've not been any. Not, I, I went I to Santa Parts and I went to the caravan and I did take my wee boy to New York. Um, in November and my wee boy's birthday's in March just before his sister's anniversary so last March we surprised he'd always wanted to go to New York and so did Paige and I says well me, you and Paige will go together obviously never got to take Paige and um, I knew in the February he said I don't want my birthday in March I don't want to have a birthday this year um, and I'm like I need to do something to kind of cheer him up so we we booked him New York and I took him in November and people are writing he about, deserved aye, that like, it doesn't matter 9 holidays 59 you, so what do you know what I mean He's, what does it go to do with these people to jump the gun and, and tell you oh she's been 8, 9 holidays because you put a post up it was just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. Um, somebody says oh she's been was it 9 holidays nine, apparently I've been 9 holidays and I drive an Audi and I don't even drive I think I like but it, it shouldn't fucking matter what you're driving or how many holidays you're going I think you deserve to try and and go if you could go mm-hmm. 109 holidays go for them do you know what I mean for, this is a shallow people man this is a, what these assholes are all about mm-hmm. they try and because they're miserable they try and bring other people down because people expect you to be doom and gloom and sad and suicidal mm-hmm. but when they see this man you know what that'll get up them but to see that don't get me wrong if I, if I could afford nine holidays to take my kids nine, I'd be taking them like I wouldn't be caring what Andy says, like, I think my kids deserve, and everybody's kids deserve nine holidays a year exactly. if you can afford it, like, regardless of what they've been through. So, I'm not going to, I'll take every chance I can to make memories with my kids, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we focus on now. And I think, again, man, it's it's hard, but did you ever, do you ever, see when you wake up in the morning, do you, do you get up all right? Do you struggle? Do you, do you have good days and bad days, obviously? You have good days and bad days. Going to bed at night's harder than getting up. You think you overthink? At night time when you lie in your bed, that's when you think, oh, like, like I'll say, oh, God, what was that noise that's in my bed? <laughs> and, uh, and obviously we overthink things like that, and you're like, I wonder if that's Paige, and you'll feel like your bed cover move, and you're mm-hmm. like, God, that's Paige, don't open your eyes. But you will, you, you do, you want that feeling, you'll hear a song, you'll connect to mm-hmm. that song, that's them giving me a sign, you'll see a feather, you'll, you'll see a wee robin, or you'll go, oh, mm-hmm. that, that's them. That's what makes you get through the day to, sh- to, f- to remember that they're still running about you. You want that thought? You don't I want to think, signs, uh... aye, they're away because 
I think that's you kind of facing reality that they're gone. Because that day, the amount of people I've lost, I always say, oh, that's him. That song's for me. Mm. And it makes me feel good. It makes me greet. Like I say, if you ever see me greeting in a shop or whatever, I've heard a song that reminds me of something. We don't want to let go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to let go. No. So we're always hanging on to that something. Well, but people say, like I've said it earlier, people say times of hell. It's, it is to an extent, but you kind of just get used to it. You get used to the pain. They mm-hmm. kind of move on, but the, the pain's always still going to be there. It's always going to be there. As I say, you need to adapt to everything. Your life changes completely. Like, mm-hmm. you lose it. I've lost my mum. Like, I lost my mum when I was 20, and it's, it's nothing compared to losing your daughter. Like, it doesn't matter how. I lost Paige. I still lost somebody that I carried for nine months and, and gave birth to. It's, it's one of the worst things any parent could go through. Like, and I know that I'm taking away from losing my mum because that was horrific. I was young, and it was horrible, but it was... Does they come close to the feeling of losing your daughter? That's the circumstances, obviously. Waiting, it's again, man. It's it's a I can't really you can't really unless you've been through what you've been through. You can't really judge because other people I've lost they were all older and mm-hmm. they were, it was never a, a, a my kid. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's one of the worst is to obviously bury your kid before you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which is always going to play a big part. Do you think you're more, are you, with your other four kids, are you more protective? Do you, are you, are you trying not to be? I try not to be. Aye. So when Paige like, died, I'm like, right, you're never allowed in a shop again yourselves. And then I thought, I can't do that to them. I can't wrap them in cockwheel. I can't take away their childhood because somebody took away their sister. So I had to let them. Like, right, it's, it's easy to smother them. I could easily just kept them in and not let them at the door. But I thought, I can't, it's no fair. And my wee boy came in one day and he's like, can I go swimming? I'm like, aye, okay. And I'm, everybody's looking at me and I have to say, you sure? And I'm like, let him go, just let him go. But it was like the longest time. I, I, I was like, oh, where is he? Like, I but, get that. And every time he was out, I was just constantly, oh, where are you? And if he didn't answer his phone, but I try not panic. I wouldn't let him know that I was worried. I'd just be like, never try to phone you. <laughs> like, so that he thought, oh, she was not worried about me because I don't like him to think that I'm, I'm worried. The, the other ones are too young to go out themselves, so it's it's him. He's he's at that age now that he's wanting to, to stuff his pal. He was wanting to get into he's twelve, and he's like, "Can I get into two? And I'm like, "Nope, I'm not even uh-huh. changing my mind on that." But I would have liked Paige. It, Paige was a lot older in the head, like so. Her and her pals going in twelve, thirteen, and it turned was you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought you didn't need to worry. Like, and I did. Like Paige used to say, "I'm just at the four corners," and I'd be like, "Get away from there." What are you doing at the four corners? You're not allowed to hang about there. And Paige didn't hang about. She did they go out and drink in the street. She did try drinking. Like, I've never caught her drinking, but she told me. Oh, I tried Orange Mad Dog or, and mm-hmm. i done this. But she'd never come out of his drunk. But, like, she, I used to say you don't know the dangers, the dangers of everything. And I was I was talking rubbish, really, because it happened under her noses. But mm-hmm. kind of, it happened anywhere, like... You, th- you think, so oh, don't go into town at night, it's dark, it's don't come home and bust yourself, you're in danger. You're really not. That's what I'm saying. You can, no matter how well you raise your kids, you just, and you never know what's around the corner. No. I know we did the uh, screening for a homeless documentary on Sunday, and people said they're scared to approach homeless people. Mm-hmm. But I say, it's, man, it, it, it's just an appearance. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Anybody can do anything, whether they've got a fucking suit on or whether they've got barely any clothes lying in the ground, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, we're kind of wary of everything, and I kind of get that, but 
it's difficult because you can put the barriers up with you. Do you, do you look yourself in the house? Do you know come out? Do you know what I mean? It's, I know. It's a, it's a difficult situation, especially for yourself. So, But the way you're dealing with it and the way you're handling it, and I think it's amazing, man. And you should be proud, man. Paige would be proud. And, fa- and to come on the day and uh, be honest and be open, man, it takes a lot of guts. Uh, and you should be proud, man. Uh, I'm grateful, man. And how's you feeling? Fine. How do you? I can talk about it. You can talk, can't you? You can talk more than me, and I talk for Scotland. Um, I just think it's it, it's good that you can be opened about it because these circumstances, people can't be because mm-hmm. they bottle it up. They don't know how to handle it. Do you think there'll be a time, but it'll, it'll build up and it'll, it can hit you? Do you think you're? I think you're in a great place, man, mentally, and I think it's good to see. And it, for other people who watch this and who have gone through. I don't think they're going through a lot of bad shit happens, you know, like yourself, and I think it gives people hope that you can deal with it. And I, you can get, I just think if I can get through this, you can get through anything. Uh-huh. Like, it's, things are not easy, but if you've got the, if you're thinking right, then you, you can get through most things. Mm-hmm. I've said it, I think I've said it in probably every podcast, but everything is the mindset. People wake up depressed, they're hurted, they're lonely. But it's because of what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can shift what you're thinking. You can channel your energy. If people think what they're thinking, it's simple. And how am I thinking that way? What am I feeling this way? You can change the mindset. I believe it takes 21 days to break a bad habit. But if you keep trying to be positive or trying to do something new, because a lot of depression's on the rise. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really on the rise. Oh, it's and every second person you speak to. Aye, and it's because of the way they're thinking. If you start, too many people from my line are concentrating on things they've not got instead of the things they have got. And really, is there, I just think, but I think a lot more people are coming open because my pal Gary Falls, who was in a couple of weeks ago, a comedian, um, he's been opened up about his, his, his depression and stuff, man. And I think once you, you open up about it, it opens the doors for other people to. So oh, I'm feeling like that, the kind of, it's good to, to know that you're not alone, man, you're not on the same path, but it's bad, don't you, depression? It's really bad. It's really like, bad. And there's a good few people I know that you wouldn't even realise mm-hmm. that they even suffer from like, depression or anxiety at all. You like, look at, is it aunt, a deck, aunt? Aunt. 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 Uh, again, smiley, smile on his face and portraying happy, but he's got prescription, painkillers, um, no. you don't drink. And again, the paper's, Put him, put him on a pedestal for 20, 30 years, man, and look at the shit they're doing to him now. This mm-hmm. guy needs help, man. This guy's got serious problems. And a smile can go a long way behind it's what's in here. Do you know what I mean? We can, everything's great. And, and I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry you know for him. I, mean? I know he's done. He's done. He shouldn't have never been in a car. Get, and even the people are saying he's mad, shouldn't have let him drive. I maybe think that she was there just so. She was there. Aye. I don't think when you've got that mindset, I'm going, aye, like, I'm going to date anyway. I want to make sure he's safe. Aye, because when you're on that path, you do what you want to do mm-hmm. because you're, you're drugged up. Do you know what I mean? So I think she's probably aye. been there just to make sure he was all right, even though she knows it was wrong. Mm. I don't think he would, have, he would have run the motor either way. Aye. And, he, and did, I, he would have. And I think it's a shame that the way they're portrayed, and it is wrong, you shouldn't have went in the motor drunk, but. But he's not going to get away with it. But this, no, people exactly. are assuming that he's going to get away uh-huh. with it, and he's no, he's, he's still uh-huh. going to be in bother for that. But he does need help. But he does, and that that should be what they're concentrating. But they don't. They say they want to bring him down, and but I just think he definitely needs help. 
and that fake smile, man, it, it does go a long way. And everybody think, oh, he's fine, man. But really, man, you, you see the, the... And it's a shame, man. It doesn't matter. I know. And I'm saying, like, they should be concentrating on that. But then people say to me, the person that killed Paige needs help. And I wouldn't be saying they should be concentrating... I think drink him. driving I know, is fucking different for what that dick's has definitely is, but people could say I'm being a bit hypocritical, but I'm, I'm not. I think he does need help. He's got depression. And was he, is he a, did he ever get uh, he got reports like, for doctors? Uh, they drafted in like the top psychologists for London and everything, because like, uh-huh. he did go down the um, mental health Psychotic. Because we had a court date set, and then it got cancelled, and then they were they said they wanted to do more psych- psychological reports, and it came back nothing. He's did he try to do that to get his sentence reduced? Mm-hmm. So he's obviously not because if they could have put if they could have said he had a mental health issue, that could have got dropped to culpable homicide. <sighs> uh, and I just think no, I I seen Paige like there's no culpable homicides like accidental and a fight. Like, she had a hole like the size of your fist. And her neck, like half her neck was gone. Like that's no an accident. You don't accidentally stab somebody in the region of five hundred times with three separate weapons. Like Is that what it was? Three separate weapons? Well they said multiple. Um and then they said it could have been screwdriver, scissors, knife. Um so they said like it was slashes and defence wounds, but it, it was it was a lot worse than that. A lot. So he tried to play the psychotic kid mm-hmm. to get his sentence reduced. So he's obviously not that fucking daft. Ah, uh, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And then I think, how can defence lawyers do it? Like, how can a defence lawyer... His defence lawyer, he struggled. Um, I did hate him at the time, but it's his job and it's a hard job he's had to... To he defend was, him. Mm-hmm. And you could see there was, like, there was times he was struggling to defend him, but he had to do it kind of thing. And I just thought, well, you don't, you don't have to. You could refuse to. Like, but he was comparing murders and saying what one was worse and how a shooting's worse than a stabbing. And I thought it's not just a stabbing, but that that's fair enough if she was stabbed once or twice. But, like, it was all for here to here. It was not anywhere, like, on her stomach or anything like that. She had a couple um, on her arms for, obviously, defending herself. But apart from that... There's no excuses for that. No. There's no excuses. That, that, if that had dropped a couple of homicide, that would probably have broke me. Mm-hmm. That because it's it could have been out in eight year. So I'm I'm kind I'm glad that the, the crown done amazing because they did get top psychologists and things. They did make sure that they had all the proper reports and so I'm thankful for that. So that was what was pleading insanity, like psychotic. And... I think they were trying to get in that route. He never actually came back with that kind of plead, but. I think at first he was kind of trying to plead not guilty, um, and then eventually he pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty mm-hmm. to get his sentence reduced. Well, I, I, he had to plead guilty. They had everything on him. They had DNA uh-huh. weapons. No, they never found. They they, they just going bare wounds. They suggested what weapons it could be. And when I seen her, I seen wee circles, and I'm like that. It looked like a a cigarette burn. And I was like, that must be like a screwdriver or something, and or maybe he's, he has burnt her. But I didn't even think too much of the things. I was too busy concentrating on like her, her face and her neck. But then when you you get to hear things, you take it in. You're like, God, that's how can you? It's a monster. Mm-hmm. And and bear in mind, this all took place in an hour. Like she walked into that shop and he shut the shop for an hour, and then he had the shop open again. And this is he already had page like in the booties car and away. Away. 
and back in an hour to open about, the door. I think about an hour and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, man. Mm-hmm. She was in the shop 10 minutes before the shutters went down and then I think no, about an hour, no much longer than that. The... And this was on CCTV? Well, he doctored her his CCTV have page no in that shop. So you seen her for these, these two shops next door had CCTV and you seen Paige go into the shop and the CCTV showed that she never ever came back out of the shop. But then the um, CCTV also picked up him carrying Paige for the, in broad daylight, nearly banged into a young boy, carrying Paige into the booty's cat and just put her in like a bag of rubbish. Fucking hell, man. And I say that should be the least. People need to see that. I think because pe- people don't know what goes on. Like that, that, at the time, I'm like, why is that not getting released? Like, I get that it's graphic, I get that it's horrific, I get, and I get that it upsets people. But that should be your choice as a family. Like, people need to realise the dangers that's run about them. Like, you need to be. I don't trust anybody. I'll never trust anybody again. Um, I don't want to live like that. But I can't trust them. Day like fully, I, I'll trust them to an extent. But there'll be always that that we. But then but, again, especially if you've been through, how can you trust anybody? Mm-hmm. A guy that works in a fucking shop that you're going to get your roles and you think everything's fine. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You don't expect, you don't, and, and the way it's happened, broad daylight, you just think, if that can happen under people's, like, on a Saturday morning, but it's busy, people are hungover and want to go and buy their roles and things, and you can see in the CCTV, them, he actually stopped and spoke to somebody, um, after he'd obviously killed Paige, when he would, went in to get the black bags and he had, think he had blood in his face and she says you've got blood in your nose and um, he said he had a nosebleed. Has he ever, has he got convictions before? No. First time offender? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they said that's it's totally out of character and that's even more worrying that it's totally out of character that it's took 30 odd years for him to realise he wants to kill somebody. Snapped at that, but a 15 year old innocent lass is, mm-hmm. there's no excuses for that. There's no. Any... I mean she could never defend, even if she was bigger. She, she wouldn't have had a chance against him. Like he, he wouldn't have took on him to bigger. Anyway, like, he wouldn't Absolute have. Coward, man. He wouldn't have done it with anybody else. But and you, and so he had no previous convictions. Nothing. No, nothing. Fucking hell, man. And I hand him heart. Like you wouldn't have speaking to him. You wouldn't. Have, you would have just thought he was a family man. There was never anything that you thought. I, I don't want my wee girl to get in that shop. Like, do you know sometimes you walk into a shop and you're like, guys, a weirdo? No, nothing. No signs, nothing. No, I used to speak all the time. Because usually he can get vibes. Usually he can kind mm-hmm. of, and I'm not looking back now, judging people, but... Looking back now, like, there's things that he said to me that I wouldn't even... Because like, everybody always says to me, Paige is a great wee girl, about her getting up and going to her work every Saturday, we were at Kirky and two buses, and I never thought it there, but now I'm kind of like... Oh, maybe I've been besotted well. Ah, I was like, to see maybe... Because he did talk about it a lot, but so does so most people. No, but you're being nice, do you know what I, I mean? Or you're Wednesday and well or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't think of the circumstances. No, I mean, I, I spoke to him on the Sunday after he killed Paige. Like, I went into the daily. So you spoke to him after it? Mm-hmm. Fucking. Um, he wasn't face to face, it was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, at first he was kidding on, he didn't know who I was. And I did, again, I just thought, he's meant to people getting at that shop, he's not going to realise. And then eventually that, oh, she came in, she bought a roll and she left. Um, to go for a bus to go to work. And I said, right, so she's made it out of the daily. So we assumed that she made it out of the daily. Nothing made us think So he's not gave any signs that no. he's acting funny. He actually said on the phone, tell, because I never spoke to him, the, pe- the woman that was in the shop 
was on the phone to him and he's like, tell her if she wants to nip round to the house later and I'll, I'll, I'll let her know everything I know and I'm like, I don't even know where he stays, why would I want to go to his house? And now I'm, I, I, I say to my husband the long ago, I says, maybe he was going to, maybe so I was kind of realising that he's done something, he was going to... Do the same to you. Ah, that, if I had, cause normally I would have went, but I was like, I've got no reason to go, but if I had went round, then you just don't know. That's, I've no words to describe, there's not many times I'm stuck for words, man, and there ain't, there's definitely something fucked up with that guy, do you know what I mean? There's definitely something I missed mm-hmm. there to, to speak to you after he did that and pretend oh, everything. shook right. my father-in-law's hand as well and, and said, you find her. And for your father-in-law, I bet you he's devastated mm-hmm. at that because you're thinking, I know. bastard. I've sh- I know, and... We we were when we were all waiting in the place. We were going to order rolls at the daily to get them delivered for everybody that was in our house. And we're like, thank God, because he took our money. No bother. It, so he would have. He was just acting so normal. Like the police said to me, they related it to the to Ian Huntley. Mm-hmm. Like he went about his his normal business and just spoke to the family and was because he spoke to the papers when Paige went missing. He also gave an interview at the papers and or the, the news I've ever seen. I've got a wee girl as well and I'd hate to think that anything's happened to my wee girl. And, Fucking mm. psycho, man. Um, that's grim, man. And, but for coming on today and uh, speaking the way you were and telling your story, man, I've got nothing but respect for you. And like I say, man, you're a big bundle of joy and light and for anybody else watching, man, they'll see that and and for the charity pages, charity ball, I think get the tickets paid, give the the buff that she deserves, and yeah, mm, uh, like I say, man, I've got nothing but respect for you if you're coming on today. And I think people need to see how strong you're and what you've went through, man, because what you've went through is unbelievable. So it is, and again, man, I've nothing but respect for you. And honestly, we'll be friends for a very long time, man, and I'll probably be coming to you for advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but thanks for coming on, man, and uh, God bless you, my dear. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Podcast Network.